Would you turn your Bibles to the book of Hosea, the book of Hosea, chapter 13, and we will read uh, verse 4 through 5, verse 4 through 5. Can we read it together, all of us? Can we do that? Okay, let's, let's read the word of the Lord together. This is the word of the Lord. But I am the Lord, your God, from the land of Egypt. You know no God but me, and besides me there is no Savior. It was I who knew you in the wilderness, in the land of drought. Amen. Bow your head with me and ask the Lord to speak to us through his word. Gracious Father, we praise you with the Son and the Holy Spirit, Lord, for you are speaking, God. We glorify your name for your steadfast love toward us, Father. We praise you for your word, Lord, between our hands. Father, we pray that you may show us Christ as the most valuable treasure today through your words. And with the sense through the ages, we pray that what we know not teach us. What we have not, give us, and what we are not, create us, Lord. For your glory, we pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me give you a fast context about the chapter. Um, we see in chapter 13, uh, in verse 1, the former glory of Ephraim and the fall of Ephraim also which represent the fall of the whole northern kingdom, the whole northern territory of Israel. And Hosea considered Ephraim as dead, as there is no hope for restoring him and return, or his return. And the root of his sinfulness and the sinfulness of Israel and his crime against his God is rooted in his idolatry and breaking God's law. Verse 2 through 3, showing us the pattern of Israel's sinfulness. How God's people sin repeatedly against their God, against their Savior and Helper. And Ephraim has honored Baal in the house of his God, his Master, his Lord, his owner, Yahweh. And the people of God didn't merely made idols to worship, but the, the Word of God saying that they were putting effort with skillfulness to make those idols and using even a very precious and expensive materials to, made, to make these idols, which exposed to us their betrayals to their true God and exposed to us their devotion to these idols, these false gods. They are showing also publicly special homage, respect for these idols, and that's what the word kiss the calves referring to in this chapter. In these verses, we hear the echo of Exodus 32, 8, when Israel quickly forgotten her God and her Savior and betrayed him, who saved her by his mighty hand from the slavery of Egypt and made an idol in their image, saying, These are your God, O Israel, who brought you up out of of the land of Egypt. And also echoed the terrible thing done by Jeroboam in 1 King 
12, who established a feast so that Israel would go to Bethel, the house of God, and sacrifice to the calf idols. And as a result, in verse 3, we see that they became nothing like the idols which they made and they worshipped. And it's the same plague in humankind since Eden. The same problem, the same corruption, the same selfishness and sinful desire to be God. The same word that was said by the serpent to Eve. You will not die, you will be like God. And after the man was being created in the image of God, after the fall and after disobeying God, he created images in his own image. Idolatry is the essence of sin, which exposes our selfishness, worshiping ourselves, dethroning God, trying to dethrone God, if I want to be true in what I'm saying. In our verse today, verse 4 begins with the word, but, which usually followed in the word of God by good news. In response to the sinfulness and the betrayal of Israel against her God, in response to the hopelessness of restoring her, we see for the last time in Hosea the echoes of Exodus and wilderness. And the Lord Yahweh presenting himself as the husband, the husband who loved his unfaithful, adulterous wife, Israel. He presented himself as a husband betrayed by his wife. And he says to her, to this, to this adulterous wife, I am, but I am the Lord your God. From the land of Egypt and gods other than me, you shall not know. No savior exists apart from me. And that echoes to us the first commandments in the law. With abbreviation and with a little change. Because in the first commandments we see that the word of God is saying that you shall not have other God. But here say that you shall not know other God. And rightly we can understand in this context that the word know used here by Hosea is the same word in Genesis 4.1. When he said now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived. Which, re- which is referring to a marital marriage, intimate relationship between a husband and a wife. As his wife, the Lord Yahweh knew Israel in her wilderness and covered her with his steadfast covenant love and cared for her, but she betrayed him with other false gods and idols. But notice here with me this This way that the Lord has described himself. He didn't say only that he is the only and the one God and all the other is only idols. But he also declared that besides him there is no other savior. This is two important statements from the God of the Bible. From the God of Christians. From the God of Israel. That no other God but him. No other savior but him, which, is, which shows his exclusivity, his uniqueness as the only true God. And there is no other savior beside him. He's the one and the only. And in the New Testament, you hear the same statement said by Jesus Christ. And his name, if you don't know, means 
he who will save his people from his sins. Jesus Christ himself, our Lord, said these words. And this is a very dangerous claim if you don't know Christ. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, he shall live. The Lord Jesus Christ, the incarnate God, the Son, is not saying that he is a way among other ways. He's not saying that he is a truth among other truth. He's not a bread and you can choose among you, among, among other breads. He declares that he is the one and only way, the one and only truth, the one and only life, the one and only bread and resurrection for sinful humankind. So if you are among us now, friend, and you're not from the people of God, you're not from his family, you're welcome here. But I encourage you to, to consider these words because it's really challenging you right now. Because if you are not from his family and you're worshiping another God and you, and you are believing in another God than him, so you are worshiping an idol. If you are not walking in the right way, you are lost. If you are not believing in the truth, you are in a false religion. And if you are not raised by his power and redeemed by his blood, you are in a very grievous dangers, danger. You are guilty before God. Like Israel and like the humanity that deserve his judgment. Because he and he alone. And there is salvation in no one other. For there is no other name under the heaven given among men by which we must save. For you are guilty before God. And this God give up his life for sinful people like me and you. And took on himself a judgment that we deserved that he reconcile you to himself. So repent and believe in him today or you will be in a grave dangers. I encourage you, if you have any questions, you can talk to me after the service or talk to Pastor uh, Dog or any one of our brothers here. And brothers and sisters, we as Christians also need to hear these words today. No other God but him and him alone. No other savior but him and him alone. Let me ask you a question. What is the most thing and the most person that really takes your thinking every day, 24-7? Because it is your God whom you think about every moment in your life. Does your sin... Does your sin take the most of your time in your life? Does your work take the most of your thinking? Does your study take the most of your thinking? Does even your life in UAE is the most important thing for you? Does the time you spend on Instagram or social media flipping and scrolling the stupid reels take your time does your subscription in tv shows and tv platform 
take the most of your time. And they became all of this, your savior and your God, that you run unto him to find comfort and rest. This is a question for all of us, even to me, to myself. We need to answer today. For we are always conformed to the image of the God that we give all our day, all our thinking. We are conformed to the image of God we worship. Can you see how foolish we became when we offend our Savior and our husband's love to us and betray him by making idols from nothing to be our refuge in, instead of our mighty stronghold, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Is Jesus your treasure in your life, Christian? In verse 5, the Lord continue and addressing Israel in the third person after addressing her in the second person in verse four, the Lord says, it was I who knew you in the wilderness, in the land of drought, in the wilderness, God loved Israel, cared about his people in the land of drought. But if you read verse six, you will find them appreciating and treasuring the gift and ignoring totally the giver making from the gift their God. And they became so proud. Their heart became lifted up. They betrayed him. They forgot about him. Church, we still sin. We still sin. Starting from the time, from the minute that we wake up until this moment, we sin against our Lord. In, we sin in thought, in word, in deed, we fail our king and God every day. That's why we need our savior every second, every moment, every day. We are not merely saved through and by Christ alone. We live through and by Christ alone in our daily life. And through his gospel daily, we live. For we easily, as John Calvin said, we easily produce idols. Our heart is a factory of idols. Our hearts prone always to wander away from our Lord. That's why we need him each moment in our life to be our treasure, our satisfaction. We need his word to revive us daily in every morning, evening, and night. Brothers and sisters, do you see yourself as the worst sinner every day? And you see your God, your Savior, as the greatest Savior for your life every day? And you run unto him. That's what we need daily for our spiritual warfare. For our fight against our sin, our self, our corruption. That we know and recognize how sinful we are and how great he is. Two things I know. My worth and my unworthiness. As we were singing this morning. And brother, if you are a backslider, if you are backsliding... If you are away from God, if you grow cold under your sin and iniquity, if you don't have any desire for God, for his word, for his church, for the worship gathering, if you are among us right now and there is nothing in you want to stay because of your backsliding under your iniquity and under your sin, if your heart doesn't anguish for the lost and became like a stone instead of being gentle and lowly like the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, if you are among us but feeling dead. In the same book, the Lord who saved you by his mighty hand, 
who transformed your wilderness into a pastor, green pastor in himself. By loving you until the end and splitting his body on the cross to destroy the power of your sin. He's the same God who's saying this to you now. While you're giving the sin authority upon your life when he broke it for you. He's saying this to you while you are refusing him and rebelling against him again. He's saying this, return child to the Lord your God. For you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Take with you words and return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all my iniquity. Take away all my iniquity. Your father who gave you his only son saying this to you. I will heal your backsliding. I will love you freely. For my anger has turned from you. Fight in prayer. Even if in the darkness. Until he bring you out to the light. For the Lord didn't pay only the price for your justification. But he paid for our sanctification. Also by his precious blood. That's what the word is saying. For those whom he foreknew. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So that he might be the firstborn among, among many brothers. To be conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus, it's to be sanctified. And that's what really make our Father happy and draw a smile on his face. So even if you're not backsliding, even if you're not away or cold now, and you are fighting against your sin, I plead with you, brothers and sisters, let us be careful to do not diminish and reduce and shrinking the strong, mighty power of our Lord. And make it equal to our shallowness of spiritual life. Our weakness in our spiritual life. Because this is an insult to the king and to his glorious gospel. And that's what Satan really wants. That you will be in despair. And to lose hope and never to rely on your mighty savior. And if you are backsliding, come back to him. Ask him to grant you repentance. He paid for this repentance. Open his word that he enlightened your darkness. And run to your brothers or sisters to support you. Run to them to pray for you. To speak the truth in love. To preach you the gospel again and again. And to be beside you. Because that's why the Lord has gathered, gathered us into his church. I have... Um, a brother that is attending with us the meeting now and he he came for about 10 months attending with us and he came to encourage us and he said a very beautiful encouragement in egypt there is a very cliche that when someone finishing the the whatever preaching or even leading the singing or reading the scripture say ah oh, god bless you for me, this is a cliche, but he said something that really made me see that the Lord is working inside of him. He said, I praise God for his word. I praise God for the reading of the scripture. I praise God for singing. For 20 years, I am a believer in backsliding. And this is my first time to sing loud with you. That's the work of the Lord and his gospel and his word. So return to your savior. And brothers and sisters, if your spiritual life is really healthy, rejoice. Rejoice in your Redeemer and glorify Him. Glorify Him for saving you. 
But be careful to do not fall into the most and the worst pet to glorify that you have done something by your own hand. Be careful. But remember always that the way in Christianity is weakness, which you rely totally on the strengths of the mighty Savior who loved you. And be nearer to him, be near to his cross, his word, keep you, to keep you, that, that he could keep you from sinning and forming a new idol. And go to your brothers and sisters as Pastor Doug has, is preaching, was preaching to us in the morning. Go to your brothers and sisters and get to know them more. Be closer to them. Read the Bible with them. Pray with them. Finally, this is our God and Savior who loved us till the end. This is the God whom we worship, who sought us when we, are, when we were refusing him. Whom we go to preach his gospel to everyone, to the lost. We need him every second. We need him every day. He should be our treasure that we could kill and slaughter our idols and our sin every day before him. We need his word which revive us from our daily death. May the Lord grant us grace to love him, to love his word, to love our brothers and sisters in the church, and to be filled with anguish for the lost. Amen.